0: Welcome to the Confidence Company podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Padigo, certified hypnotherapist, entrepreneur, and life transformation coach. I am so excited that you are here to dive into the depths of your consciousness, to reprogram yourself on a subconscious level, and to bring your dream life into your reality. I am obsessed with helping women put an end to their mental blocks and self-sabotaging cycles in order to unapologetically step into their powerful gifts and be the woman they were born to be. If you are done playing small in your life and ready to make the impact you have always wanted, then this podcast is for you. Tune in each week for empowering conversations, brain reprogramming tools, and mind-blowing inspiration. Are you ready to unleash your confidence? Here we go. All right, welcome back to the show. I'm so excited today. I have a special guest, Andrea Berg. She is a soul coach and a speaker, sparking transformation using her alchemy method. And she's going to be explaining all about this. She teaches high-achieving leaders to become intentional and confident so they get to know themselves deeper through the seven alchemy elements and their human design. Yay. I can't wait to really dive in to all of this. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank (laughs) you for having me. This is so fun. Absolutely. So before we get into all of this amazingness that you do go ahead and give the audience a little bit of a background of your journey and what led you to your calling today
1: oh my gosh and I'm (laughs) chilling as you say that because you were like there as I was being (laughs) led it's so wild um well so just to give a little bit of my background um I grew up in Atlanta Georgia um and Um, I thought I had a pretty, you know, average experience. I mean, of course, you know, child of divorced parents and like all of that kind of stuff standard, I think for our generation, but overall, like, um, went to a great elementary school, great high school, then, um, went on to Georgia tech. Um, I actually studied engineering in undergrad. Um, so I have just, uh, technical passion and that led me into um 15 years in corporate really going from um you know base operations management sales all the way through sales management commercial management kind of like you know on the track or whatever mm-hmm. um which was always running in parallel with my own i guess desire to know myself better. And, um, I have always had, um, a very strong faith. Um, I grew up going to youth group and really carried that through college. Um, always, uh, in like a non-denominational Christian environment. Although I grew up in a Jewish household, um, my parents both would call themselves Buddhists today. So, you know, not necessarily prescribing to any particular dogma, so to speak, but very spiritual. So, on my spiritual path while um, having all these corporate experiences, and then actually we're celebrating five years together. Um, so, we're recording this on September 22nd and on September 29th. I actually have my five-year anniversary of my last day with GE. Um, I know, I know. And what's crazy is um, after, you know, we finish this, I don't know when this is going to air, but we're traveling back to Erie for a wedding. So I'm actually going to be in Erie on the day, which is, you could not, you can't make this stuff up. Like, (laughs) um, so, I think, you know, that spiritual path led me through things like Myers-Briggs and StrengthsFinder 2.0 and um, astrology and a lot of different um, methods that we have to really get to know ourselves better, which is how I ended up finding human design. Um, And at the same time, seeing how these different influences that we have in our life that... um, really, you know, I was in GE for 15 years. So I was really in the thick of toxic capitalism and trying to find the good in it, trying to find. And the truth is, is there are positive things that come out of capitalism and, you know, creating goods and finding out people's needs and creating things to meet those needs. Like the what I learned through that process is not everything is good or bad. And so then our journey is really, how do we be in this middle messy space where everything really does have a light and a shadow and how do we navigate that and how do we integrate that and not, um, swing from one pendulum, one side of the pendulum to the other, Mm -hmm. um, but really embrace that, middle ground and find the truth and what is in alignment for each of us individually, which is going to allow us to be more aligned as a collective.
0: Yeah. So when you discovered human design, because you, yeah. you kind of touched on all these other methods, like there's so many different yeah. personality tests and all these ways to like get to know you, what stood out to you is like, Oh my gosh, this is, this resonates with me. Like this really helps me. So it's interesting
1: because um, I stumbled across it three years ago. And what struck me was the language is really different. Um, And uh, I don't, it was almost like an inner knowing. I can't really explain it. Mm -hmm. And I started looking for people who could help me explain it. And my journey with human design is kind of weird because I came up against so many challenges with finding ways to learn more about it. Um, The guy who actually created it, um, he didn't write a book about it until really, really late in his life. Um, And, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's such an organic technology more so than some of the more prescribed, like a Myers-Briggs or a StrengthsFinder 2.0, which is part of, I think, what, what the mystery was for me of like, okay, this feels really powerful, but I can't quite wrap my head around it. And, um, I had a, a breakthrough with that earlier this year. Um, a friend of mine on Instagram just randomly posted, like, Oh, you know, such and such and such manifesting generator. I feel so seen or something like that. And I, I was like, and she was quoting another person on Instagram. So I clicked on that person's profile Mm -hmm. and I started reading through what they had. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I got so excited. And I swear, this is part of our design because you and I have the same design. So it's kind of fun. (laughs) But, um, so one thing, so I am a splenic projector with a six, two profile. So one thing about being a splenic projector, our superpower is our intuition. And then the six, two profile, the two is like this natural genius that you don't even, you can't really explain. Like you just get really good at something and it just happens. And some people around me can get really frustrated. Like, how do you know some, or you think you know so much, you know, like, the shadow of that is like, I guess it can come off as like know-it-all or, you know, even I can remember being a kid in school and like, you know, quote unquote, always having the answer or whatever. And it really was just like, this natural affinity that I have for learning. And I love to learn and I learn quickly, you know, mm-hmm. and I know you're nodding your head. So I know you get this because <laughs> I'm, I've seen this happen with <laughs> you and hypnotherapy and everything you're doing. And you just have this natural affinity for healing. So Um, so anyway, that was like in January and I just found all of these amazing resources on Instagram. And then that led me to blog posts, which led me to other blog posts, which led me to Google things. And, you know, then you're just in like a little wormhole. But, um, and I think the piece that was most transformational for me, if I had to name like one piece, it's the energy types. Um, Mm -hmm because as a projector, um, gosh, I just felt so seen when I read it. Like we have this different way of seeing the world. We have this way of transmuting the energy around us and distilling the wisdom in our experiences and what we're seeing. Um, And I never had the language to explain what I innately knew how to do. Mm. And it pissed a lot of people off, especially in corporate. Mm. It pissed a lot of my white male bosses off (laughs) that this young Mm. woman could come in and solve these really complex problems that they had been tackling for a long time and not getting anywhere and solving. Um, it sometimes worked in my favor because I was kind of seen as this problem solver. And so that kind of became my almost trademark within my career. Um, and it pissed a lot of people off. So it just, I, I, I think ultimately as a projector, you know, you're in alignment. If you feel appreciated, if you feel like your wisdom is being used, if it, if you feel like the spaces around you are changing, the people that you're interacting with, are using the wisdom that you're able to provide and you know, when you're not in alignment, if you feel, um, bitter, if you feel like, um, you're being taken advantage of or you're underappreciated. And so, you know, hindsight is 2020. So I can see where I would oscillate with these spaces over my 15 year career with GE. um, And my last, you know, probably three or four years there, I had like extreme highs where we were solving super complex problems. And then just like an extreme low that kind of broke the whole thing open and revealed everything that was going on behind the scenes that was not sustainable. Um, And then I didn't have the language word then, but now I can say Mm -hmm. I, well, I did have the language because I knew it was out of integrity. That's what I knew. I didn't know all the things that I know about my design that I know now, but I did know that staying would be out of integrity and I couldn't look myself in the mirror if I yeah. continued to work towards this, you know, um, approach to business that is so predatory. Yeah.
0: Wow. What? Yeah. Okay crazy. Let's back it up a little bit. How would you describe or explain what human design is? Okay. So without getting, I think
1: one of the challenges with human design is the fact that it represents the complexity that we are as human beings. And Mm -hmm. so it can be super intimidating at first, but I would describe it as it is really an amalgamation of astrology, um, I Ching, the chakra system, Kabbalah, um, these ancient sciences that have been around to describe human experience for a long time. Mm -hmm. And so um, when they came together as human design, um, we were able to all of a sudden have a picture of um, very specific aspects of our human experience at the same time as being able to see how complex we are individually. So, you know, I mentioned you and I have the same design, Mm -hmm. but we don't have the same defined centers. So we're both splenic projectors with a 6'2 profile, which that actually, I mean, just knowing what your energy type is, what your authority is, and your profile, that in and of itself can be life-changing. Honestly, I found just knowing what my energy type to be life-changing. And I think that's what's kind of amazing about it is no matter how far you want to go with it, like you'll glean some awareness. Um, and I love that it aligns with the planet. So one aspect that you don't see a lot, but that really fascinates me is that, um, different gates. So within your energy centers, there are gates on the energy center that have different aspects about that specific energy Mm -hmm. and the way the world moves, the way the earth moves in our solar system lights up different gates on different days of the week. And that's not something you hear a lot of people talking about. Um, I'm actually doing an intensive this fall with um, one of the women that I found that is going deep into that aspect. Because I, oh. coming from a technical background, really love like that kind of nerdy yeah. um, deep dive. So I think um, thinking about it as um, like part personality, part energy work, part um like astrology slash chakra you know some of the metaphysical yeah. stuff is the best way i would describe it's like a it's like a mashup of those yeah.
0: i can see now why you're drawn to this because and knowing that we have similar profiles and how like depth is so important to us like the deeper we yes. go to understand ourselves <laughs> the more complex yes the better because it's like, yes, Yes. we are complex people. Like that's why I have really been drawn to other personality tests because I feel like in a way it's kind of superficial. Like it's just, I agree. That's not really covering all the bases of who I am. So I don't really, yeah. Um,
1: to heart, but, and it's no knock on them. It's just, it leaves so much on the table. It just feels like hollow.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. And I heard you say, you know, knowing certain things about your human de- design because I can't exactly quote you because this is, this is like a new language that you're speaking.
1: It is. <laughs> but,
0: but um, you know, you said a couple times that it's just life-changing just to know this part of you. So how is this life-changing? Like when you go through this with your clients, and I know that you incorporate this with your mentorship. But yeah. when you help people discover these parts of them, or even for you, like, how is it life-changing? How does it um, really tie into just your everyday life?
1: So I, I can use my, um, I'll just kind of pick up the thread from the story earlier, because I think, um, I think what happened for me really it really set the stage for my ability to show up during, you know, the times of COVID or whatever you want to call what we're going through right now. Yeah. Um, and essentially, so I'm a projector, you're a projector. So the first thing that I learned was that um, we have a certain wisdom, a certain medicine, and that wisdom slash medicine is intellectual, but it's also energetic. And so,
0: um,
1: our auras are, um, more easily penetrated than some of the other energy types. And we'll get into the different energy types and, you know, I'm happy to give just like a little snippet about each, but, um, so as a projector, our auras are easily penetrated and we are our strategy. So the way that we know if we're in alignment or the way that we know, um, what the right next step is, is to wait for the invitation. And Mm -hmm. I think for me, um, having operated in this, you know, neo-colonialist environment that we're in, right? Like capitalism, Mm -hmm. all the things, all the structures that we have. so all of these ideas come out of this idea that you have to, um, you have to initiate, Mm -hmm. you have to hustle, you have to go after it. And I was extremely bitter about it. Um, and not, not in like a I mean, my personality is not the type where I, um, blame other people. My personality is the type where I'm super hard on myself and Mm -hmm. I question everything that I'm doing. And, you know, that's not good for anyone. Like, I don't care what your energy type is. If you're not feeling, if you don't have that level of self-understanding where you feel confident in how you're showing up, Mm -hmm. then you're not going to be able to, you're not going to be able to do anything, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so reading about projectors, reading about my aura, and then this whole idea that when someone comes into my aura, they will share whether or not they're open to my wisdom. That is the invitation. So a great example is when you and I first met and, I, you know, you were pregnant, I was pregnant and I asked you about, I don't even remember what I asked you about, but you were like, yeah, like, you know, super open. And that, that is an invitation. Like your energy was a match for my energy. Um, and what that did for me is it kind of, it, it, it really lessened that voice, that negative voice, right. Mm -hmm. It really kind of gave me a new perspective and helped me stop questioning, you know, whether or not what I was saying was valid, because I realized, like, if I'm offering advice, and I, you know, this, it's, human design is a framework, and it's a language, and it's a way of understanding it, but the concepts, I swear to God, like, most of them I've been working on my whole life, I mean, I'm 41 years old, and I learned a good 10 years ago to stop giving people advice until they ask for it, It took me, you know, 30 some years of beating my head up against the wall to realize, oh, I'm not going to offer that unless they ask for it. But um, so, you know, some of the things that I've learned, it's like I have a language around it now, but it's the same thing I was already doing. Um, But I will say, like, for example, I have probably missed opportunities because I was afraid to share advice, even though the person had said they were interested.
0: Mm. I would
1: hold back. Right. Because mm-hmm. of, of, you know, past experiences where yeah. that advice wasn't valued or, you know, were even worst case was ridiculed or whatever worked against me. So, um, so really getting into the details around my energy type. Um, and then, um, this whole concept of invitations being an energetic match other people's auras understanding how their auras work um and i think letting myself off the hook for not being you know the the solver the problem solver for everyone mm-hmm. you know just one of the things that um became really clear is like we have an energetic match with the people we're supposed to and so it kind of, if there wasn't an energetic match, it let me off the hook. It's like, oh, I'm just not supposed to. Like, that person's just not my people. It's not a big deal versus I didn't do it well enough. I didn't start hard enough. I didn't know enough things. I didn't prepare long enough. You know, all the yeah. the barrage of negative yeah. self-talk that um, that we've been conditioned to right. have.
0: Yeah. Okay. Can you walk us through the different, what do you call them? Like archetypes or? Energy types. Energy. Yeah. Type. Okay. Yeah. Archetype. So, okay. So, in
1: human design, there are so many different things, but the primary, mm-hmm. the first thing you want to know is your energy type. Uh-huh. And for anyone who's listening and has not pulled their human design, you can go to myhumandesign.com. Mm -hmm. It's a new software out by Jenna Zoe um, and it is the most precise out there. Now, other softwares will tell you your energy type and your profile, but she's gotten down to the nitty gritty with like your definition and a bunch of other things that other systems have not mastered um I just listened to a whole podcast where she described creating her ho- her own system and she's also a projector so <laughs> it was just really cool to hear her process um so anyway myhumandesign.com and um uh you will be one of five types um so we talked about projector generator is the second type Manifestor is the third. And then there is a hybrid type that's called a manifesting generator. And I'll talk a little bit about that. And then the fifth is reflector. So we, I feel like we covered projectors pretty well. Um, for the generators that are listening, generators are between generators and manifesting generators, I think it's around 60% of the population. Like it's the vast majority of energy types out there are generators and generators are literally the powerhouses energetically of our planet. So, um, they have a defined solar plexus and, um, they create energy The way that they create energy, though, is by following what lights them up. So Mm -hmm. in this culture of, like, you've got to hustle, you've got to go out there and get it, like all of these ideas that we've been indoctrinated with, um, we have kind of shut off these natural Mm -hmm. um, talents that we have. So as a generator... When you are in your joy, when you are doing things that light you up and it could be something as mundane as knitting or, you know, listening to a song that you like you, when you're in that state of enjoyment, you're actually generating energy for the planet. Like that's what makes the planet go around. Wow. I know it's wild. So, um, Mm -hmm. Generators have a little bit less permeable aura It's still somewhat permeable because their strategy is to respond So what that means is they're not meant to go out and initiate. They're not meant to go hustle They're not meant to go chase things down. They are meant to treat Jenna often refers to it as life for a generator is a buffet And you are meant to just say like, okay, I like this. I'm going to eat this. Okay. I like, Oh, I don't like that. I don't want that. Um, and just really use your strategy, your authority to respond. Your strategy is to respond and your authority could be, you know, an emotional, a splenic, um, a sacral, like just depending on what your, um, what your profile is. Mm -hmm. So, um, when, generators stop trying to initiate and start responding, that's when they get completely lit up. Um, and I've seen that happen. I mean, I was just talking with, with a client yesterday. Um, she's been working with me for almost two months now. And um, we had an event last night. We actually co-hosted an event together. And she was just sharing with the group how transforming it was for her, learning that she's a generator and she's not meant to initiate. What you are meant to do is get really clear about what you like and what you don't like so that you're sending the right bat signal out there, right? So that your aura is really clear. It's not clogged up with energy. That's not in alignment so that when something comes in, you know, right away, whether or not it's a match for you. Um, now I say, you know, right away, kind of tongue in cheek, because if you're an emotional generator, you actually need to give yourself time to see how you feel you need to ride your wave of emotion. But if you're a splenic generator or if you're a sacral generator, you'll have like a full body. Yes. Um, you'll know right away. So that's generators manifestors are, they actually have the most, um, impermeable of all of the energy types. When it comes to their aura, they are the initiators. So they are the ones who have all of the ideas that are meant to just spark all the different ways that we can do things. Um, I actually have a friend who um, is friend with myself and this client who was texting us this morning. She was at the event last night. She's a, she just pulled her chart and she's a manifester. And I'm like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. So she, is, we were talking yesterday about how um, we could all, all three of us could camp in our cars, and she's like, we, "We should go camping." She literally texted me right before this podcast. She's like, "I'm researching camping places, and we should do this every full moon." And <laughs> that's total manifestor energy. So the interesting thing about manifestors is because their aura is less permeable. Um, that is for a reason because. They are meant to follow their natural urges, their natural impulses, and have less influence by those around them. But that can also feel very isolating for them because they don't get that same energetic exchange through the auras that the rest of us get with more permeable auras. So um, I have been learning a lot about that um, through... One of the readers from my human design, she is a manifester and she does Manifester Mondays, which is really fun. If anybody's on Instagram and wants to check that out, if you're a manifester, I highly recommend it because um, just being able to be seen and know that it's not personable, it doesn't mean you're not likable, it doesn't mean that you know you're not a good friend, it just means that you're meant to have more of yourself to yourself so that you can do the things that you're meant to do in this world. And so being supported in that is, is really important. Um, then the hybrid energy type manifesting generator. So manifesting generators are actually generators. Like they are meant to respond. However, and it really depends on the specific chart, but in this particular case, my son, my two-year-old son is a manifesting generator. So I am getting to see this play out real time. Mm-hmm. Um, he has the manifestor channel. So what that means is he can initiate and he can also respond. So he can do both. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, he's primarily meant to respond to the things that bring him joy, but he is meant to initiate the things that bring him joy as well. Mm -hmm. Um, but that whole idea of like being in alignment with what, what you enjoy. So the generator, I didn't talk about this, but the generator signature or the way that you know, you're in alignment is satisfaction. And Mm -hmm. it's not like, um, it's not like these manufactured Heisen that we think about. It's more of like this sense of contentment with, the world around you. And, you know, uh, I want you to pull the charts of your kids. Cause I'm pretty sure okay. I'm not a hundred percent, but I'm pretty sure Quincy is either a generator or a manifesting generator mm. um, just based on what I know about him. Um, but when, when a generator is in their happy place, you can feel that energy being created. So when he is like, you know, mm. playing with his, when he's playing with his little magnetic blocks or when he's swinging like just the joy that he's i i feel that lighting up the whole room you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: um so manifesting generators have this um they have this magical ability to initiate things that bring them joy as well as you know uh respond um mm-hmm. they also are extremely energetic and they're often misunderstood because they're not meant to do one thing at a time. Like they're the one design that is meant to be doing, you know, two, three things at a time. Like Hmm. if you're a parent and your child, your manifesting generator child won't sit down, like Arthur will not sit down and eat. Like we oh. have to chase him around and shove food in his mouth. Yeah. It's, and I, you know, it's some people are like, Oh, when he gets hungry enough, he'll eat. And it's like, no, actually he won't. He'll just get cranky and then he'll picture world fit. And then, <laughs> wow. but as a projector, like I can sense it, I know his needs before he knows them.
0: Mm.
1: So it's kind of perfect. It's a perfect world for him. Cause he doesn't even have to, you know, he doesn't, I anticipate everything. Yeah. Um, And at the same time, like I want him to learn his own body cues, et cetera, when he's ready, right? Two is a little early for him to be able to do that. But, um, so that's a manifesting generator and then reflectors. And I think reflectors have the lowest percentage. I think there's only like 7% of reflectors out there, but they have the most porous aura of all the energy types. And they are really meant to reflect back what they see. So their wisdom is um, less about transmuting. Like projectors are really meant to transmute. Reflectors are meant to really reflect back what they see um, and um, to a certain extent hold space for... Whatever needs to happen with that energy, um, and um, I actually haven't met any reflectors yet. So if there are reflectors, no, in machines, I'm
0: super curious. Like, I know, percent. Like I know. Mm-hmm. I would love to, um, to have, like a celebrity or someone who's a reflector, so I can like identify. <laughs> yeah, interesting. We'll have to. We'll have to look and see. Not um, a celebrity.
1: But yeah, if we can find someone who is, um, I'm sure there is.
0: Um, can you, yeah, so can you describe the projector really quick? Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so as,
1: as we mentioned, as I mentioned before, um, projectors have a permeable aura and are, they're really known as the seers. So what that means is, um, we kind of come into this world with a certain wisdom. We come in, um, with a, a different perspective. Um, I think projectors are around 15% of the population. So it's not, it's not a huge percent of the population. Um, and more than anything, we're, we're here to guide, we're here to guide, different ways to use our energy. We're here to show that you can um, have an impact and rest. Um, We do not, so um, projectors and reflectors do not create our own energy. By nature of our design, we have open... Yes. We have open sacral, um, and all of the, all of the motor centers, they call them. So the root, the sacral, um, and I'm forgetting the other one. Let me just find it really fast. Um, the solar plexus. Mm -hmm. Um, so those are all what they call motor centers. And so like in my case, they're all, um, open, I believe in yours. I can look yours up really quick. Um, yeah, yours are all open as well. So what that means is that, um, we take in energy through our aura and that is what really moves us forward. So, um, if you're a projector and you're listening to this and you're just like working from home and you're feeling like so depressed and you feel like, Oh my God, I can't do this. Go to a coffee shop or go somewhere where there are other people around. Mm -hmm. Um, when I first left corporate, I was trying to work from home and I was miserable and I was not getting any work done. Anytime I would go to Starbucks, I would have like the most productive day ever. And so, you know, I didn't have this language. Now I can understand that I need to be around other people with a defined sacral who are Mm -hmm. creating energy so that I have something to work with and then I can distill it and give it back to them. And there's this like misconception that we're like stealing energy or anything like that, but that's not true. Like we're, you know, we're existing in this energetic realm, everything like both living and dead has energy. So it's not Mm -hmm. about like, you know, needing to steal energy. It's It's more about being of energy. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's about being in a space where energy is flowing in a way that works with your system and, um, allows you to, to distill it and learn the wisdom that you're here to, to learn.
0: Okay, what I love so much about this is that it's it really puts things into perspective about how we're all so connected, right? Yes, yes. And and yet so unique and complex. And I I think that yes, listening to because this is the second time of yeah. listening to you explain this. And it is so much information that, you know, you kind of have to hear it, or just for me, I have to hear it a couple times. To for sure, again. for sure. But I do, okay, yes, I can totally see how knowing this will help you just truly understand yourself, first of all, but also kind of just, um, yeah, wipe out all the distractions and that noise, yes. and the ego, like you said, telling you, mm-hmm all Mm -hmm. the shoulds and shouldn'ts. And you know, why can't you be like this? Why can't you be like that? Well, that's just not you. Yes, This is you. And this is how you thrive. Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I think, so one of the big breakthroughs that I was telling, uh, I was sharing from my client that was sharing last night is once she realized she's not meant to initiate. And I use air quotes around that because uh, again, our culture we are coming out of this lineage, this like legacy from really started with the Romans, right. Mm -hmm. Of conquering, of, you know, extracting resources of all of these things that are just not sustainable. And Mm -hmm. while I understand that they needed to take place for survival of certain, you know, demographics and groups or whatever, um, the damage that's being done is, is, pretty intense. And so now we're trying to repair that. We're learning more about ourselves. And that's, I think a big reason why, um, human design came in when it did, because it's only been around for, I think like 15 or 20 years. It hasn't been around for like a super long time. Um, and the guy who founded it, he founded it on like, I can't remember the name of the island off of Spain where everybody goes to party or something like that. It's like some, you know, really magical place, like in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. And he had like these downloads of like, oh, this is how this is connected. And this is how this is connected. And, you know, he had been studying a really long time. Yeah. Um, so it was like this synthesis of, uh, you know, all of these elements that we have in our awareness. His name is Ra Uru Hu, Um, and he has a really amazing story, um, as well. So Canadian, but he actually, um, was living in Carlsbad and he founded the Jovian Institute, which is like, he founded to kind of hold the container for human design, which is based in Carlsbad, which is crazy. I didn't even know that. So like, you know, an hour north of us. Um, but what's cool he did not want it to be dogmatic. He didn't want it to be, um, where you had to get, well, and not just he, but like, he felt guided that it was not meant to be like, you have to be certified in a certain way. It was meant to be more like astrology or some of these other sciences where you like different people who are interested, learn about it. And then they transmute it and they help people understand themselves with it versus, um, you know, you have to approach it a certain way. And of course there are certain people who try to make it like legalistic and Oh, you Mm. know, Ross had to do it this way, but he even says when he's teaching it, like take it in and see what resonates for you. And, you know, it's it's really meant to have a more organic existence.
0: Yeah. Wow. I love that. So, um, how do you use this in your work? Cause you do, um, gosh, the alchemy. Yes. Um, yeah, so I do, I,
1: I run programs, I run events. Um, I have a group coaching, um, mentorship that is actually opening up, um, this coming month um, called deeper waters. And really what I use human design for is to open up that knowingness. Um, I do also do readings and what I, what I want for my clients is that same self acceptance that I've been able to find for myself that like, Oh, I can, let myself off the hook. Cause I'm not meant to be doing that. Okay. What am I meant to be doing? I'm meant to be getting clear. I'm meant to mm. be, um, you know, setting up structures that work for me. I meant, you know, there, there are a lot of things that we aren't, it's not like we're not meant to be in activity. It's more that certain activities are the guidepost for us. Um, so in the case of a projector, get receiving the invitation now in order to receive the invitation you really have to be following your authority which is um the way that you make decisions to know you know where your expertise is meant to be like your expert you dove deep into hypnotherapy and live coaching you know you dove so deeply so quickly and you've learned so much and i think it's just a testament to how similar, whereas for me it was diving deep into human design Mm -hmm. and into these seven alchemy elements that we talked about. So, um, really my, my method is to use the seven elements, which, um, if we have time, I can go into quickly just so people kind of have a frame of reference. Um, okay. So, um, getting back to, the seven elements in alchemy um, we all have these threads in our life. And in order to have a fulfilling human experience, we need to be aware of our growth and our, um, our focus in these seven areas. So the seven elements are, Relationships, so that that can be romantic, family, friendships, colleagues, community, Um, emotional, which is your ability to navigate and gain insight from feelings, your subtle body lens. I would even argue that emotional gets into your subconscious quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, The third element is physical, which is your actual portal this being that we have that is our relationship to mother earth, nourishing your body, um, your physical strength, um, and your, your physical energy level. Um, the fourth is financial or I like to call it energetic, which is all about your experience of receiving and giving being in balance, um, where your energy is stored, whether that be, you know, That can be in multiple different ways, your bank account, your home, your, you know, belongings. There's many different ways that we invest our energy Um, and obviously, you know, your financial health. Um, Cognitive is the fifth. And that is really about your intellectual growth, your skill development. We're meant to be learning all the time. And it's unique for each of us, but, um, we have to follow where our interests are, but we are meant to be gaining wisdom and mastery, um, in this human experience, um, contribution, which is your work, your career, your business, whether you have one or not, volunteerism, also like just contributing to your community. It's really, you know, the service that you're bringing into the world And then the seventh is spiritual, your connection to the divine, your connection to something bigger, that experience of interconnectedness, ritual, um, things like that in our life. So um, between that aspect and um, the, the human design aspect, it gives me a framework to support clients in feeling more clear about what they're doing and why. Um, Most clients, when they come to me, they just feel like they've lost their creative spark. Um, They feel like um, they're not sure they're going down the right road with their career Um, or they feel like, you know, they've been single forever. They're never going to find someone. Like it's, it's really, there's usually like one of these seven that, they feel really stuck in, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but they are interconnected all seven. So, you know, even just like the concept of mental health and depression, like it could be, you know, the state of your body and you know, what your body needs, or it could be your relationship with your emotions, or it could be that you're bored and you're, you know, you've lost that desire to learn more. There's just so many different things that can lead to that experience. So, um, combining both has been, has been really helpful.
0: Yeah. I love how, um, it's so, so very thoughtful. <laughs> it's Aww, thank you. Like, um, yeah, just, I love your way of thinking because, and yes, with, with what you were saying about how one, one area of your life is going to affect another without you actually knowing it and you're going to think that okay I'm depressed because I'm not happy or or whatever whatever you think Mm -hmm. is the reason why um it's usually not what you think and right this type of work this type of inner work and really diving into all the the complexities of who you are and knowing that they're all intertwined and they're all interconnected That is so powerful. So um, if people want to get in touch with you or apply to be part of your programs, where should they go?
1: Um, They should go to Mm -hmm. andreawardberg.com. That's where they can find out more info on the programs. Um, I am most active on Instagram. That's kind of my platform of choice, although I am um, on Facebook and, and, um, I'm not really on Twitter, but I am on Facebook and LinkedIn, but on Instagram, it's just Andrea Wardberg. Um, that's my handle. And, um, I would love, you know, DMs. You can also email me. Um, I don't know. I think probably Instagram DM is the easiest way. Although emailing through my website is, is easy as well. Um,
0: okay, great. I'll link up all that info in the show notes so people can Yay. reach out to you and be sure to follow Andrea at Andrea Wardberg, right? Yes, okay. that's right.
1: Yay! Yeah, my maiden name was Ward, so a okay. lot like, like the people who knew me the first, you know, thirty-seven years of mm-hmm. my life knew me as Andrea Ward. Uh,
0: so <laughs> I know I like that. I like keeping the maiden name. Yeah. Oh, right. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. Yay. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. And for our listeners, please make sure to take a screenshot of the episode and tag both Andrea and I. And then tell us what you think what your energy type is. And you can DM for more details. You can also schedule a reading with her and she can dive in deeply with you about this to help you understand you. So Thank you so much for being on the show. Love it. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you loved the podcast. And if you did, I would so appreciate you taking the time to subscribe and leave a five star review. Let's spread the word about the power of hypnosis and brain reprogramming. Until next time, trust yourself and unleash your confidence.